It's kind of interesting that he was talking quite a bit about service as an action, as a way of life, as a way of being. Service has always been primary in my life. And we've tried to express about service as a primary action in this path of Inner Light Ministries. And the service we ask people to stay focused on is the meditation. Because that is the first service. It's putting God first. And it's allowing God to be first in your life, in your actions, in your thoughts and feelings. It's putting God first. And I know that's what I did as a child. I put God first. And I always was able and wanting, actually, to put God first. Before football, before baseball, before going over to someone's house to play at an early age, before other things, I always put God first. My time with God and my prayerful state and my meditative state was more important to me than anything else. And that's really important for you to pay attention to. Because it is that action upon which everything else is built. It's great to be of service to people in the world. It's great to go out and be of service. But if you don't have a strong foundation of loving, of forgiveness, of listening, of putting God first in that action, you're going to find Ultimately, you're going to get burned out very quickly in service. And you're going to feel as though you've gotten caught into a trap that you yourself put yourself into because it was more of a desire of the mind or the ego to go out and prove yourself or to demonstrate yourself before the world than it was to truly be of service. When I go out and do service, when I've always done service, I've always gone out to serve God in the world. But my first action was to serve God within me. And that's done through meditation and by taking responsibility for yourself and to wake up, to wake up and to pay attention. What am I doing right now? Why am I doing this? Why am I saying this right now? Rather than just living life in reaction and getting caught up in the whirlwind and the storms and the world around you. So we always say when we start introducing this pathway to people is to put God first. Spend time first with God. And it's not just spend a week or spend a year. It's now start and put God first in all things. And you do that by when you get up in the morning, you do your meditation. That's putting God before the rest of the day. Then you get up and you go do. And you take care of yourself. You get ready for the day. But in that, you've, through the meditation, have put forward your focus. You have brought yourself to a one-pointed focus 
by going inside, speaking God's sacred name, focusing on that river of loving, connecting into that loving with you new, and begin to live more into that loving all the time. And when you finish your meditation, you get up and you take that action with you wherever you go. You don't leave what you just did in the meditation in the chair. You don't leave being connected to the river of loving in the chair and, oh, I'll come back to it tomorrow when I sit down and meditate again. But there are some people that do that. It's to take that which you've come awake to in your meditation and take it into your life. And as you do that, more and more you're going to live into the loving. You're going to let go of all those things that have separated you from your loving inside. You're going to live into the truth of who you are. And you're going to find that peace inside that you have been longing for. And you will fill that emptiness up that you just can't seem to find a means to, by which to do it. Money, cars, people, degrees, whatever, they don't fill up that space. But what fills it up is you waking up to the truth of who you are as soul and start living in that flow of loving once again. So before you go and do service, service in the world in a bigger way, first do service unto yourself. Do the meditation. Take responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. Let that be an opportunity for you to take what you found in meditation, the loving, into your daily life and begin to live it into your life. Do the loving, accepting, and forgiving. First with yourself. So many times we talk about loving, accepting, and forgiving and sharing that with people and have them begin to do it. And weeks and months and maybe years later, people will come back and say, well, it works to a point, but it just doesn't quite do it. I still have problems with all these people. And I said, over and over, so where do you start your loving, accepting, and forgiving? Is it with you or with them? And they go, oh, no, with them, my mom, my dad, my husband, my wife, my children, my this, my that. And I go, go back and sit down and do it with you. Just do it with you. Don't do it with anybody else. Love, accept, and forgive yourself. And over and over, when people have really done that, they come back and they say, oh, my God, once I did that, it was done. And that's the truth. It's very, very simple, but we in the mind make it so difficult. And believe me, if you sit down and you're going to do love and accept and forgive with yourself, and you go inside and say, oh, I do love myself. I have nothing to forgive. Baloney. 
you have things to forgive, I don't care where you are in your life or how many times you've done loving, accepting, and forgiving, there's more there. If you did loving and accepting and forgiving yesterday, well, you've got 24 hours to go back and look and see where you can forgive yourself again. Because in those 24 hours, believe me, you've raised up enough little negative points, maybe not the big, big monuments, but you've raised up enough points of energy, of negativity, of againstness, of anger, of frustration, of blame, that there's things there to forgive. I forgive every day, me first, and then I forgive that which is still left over that might be with somebody else. If I don't, I feel an unrest. I feel a disturbance. But when I do it, I can step up and live into that loving, into the next moment of my day and into the next moment of my day much easier. So look at the tools that have been given to you. Look at the actions that you have learned, such as meditation, and put them into practice daily. And maybe once is enough in a day, and maybe you want to do it several times a day. I find meditating, the biggest part of my meditation in the morning is what works for me, but then I'll sit down and meditate maybe 15 minutes here and a half hour there just to keep that energy focused and alive within me so that I'm ever putting God first through the day. And pay attention to your attitude. The attitude is a key if we will pay attention to our attitude. And where our attitude often comes up and really plays a game with us is the attitude of, I know it all, or I know better than you, or I know what you need. And we try to put that on other people. Oftentimes that happens between husband and wives, our partners. Often it will happen at work between a manager and a person who is working under a manager. Pay attention to the attitude by which you express yourself and where is it you're coming from inside. There are certain people in the world, with, for me, that will get my ego caught up. It's like I want to prove it to them. I'll prove you that I know what I'm doing or whatever that might be at the moment. Pay attention because your attitude will tell you where you're coming from. Are you coming from your loving? Are you coming from the ego? 
Are you coming from control? Are you coming from fear? Where are you coming from? And that is a wonderful gauge by which to know just what's going on inside of you. And as you do that, you'll begin to witness in other people their attitude and where they're coming from inside themselves. And once you understand that, you're going to deal with people and be with people differently. You won't fear them so much. You won't feel as though they're doing something wrong and you know what's right for them and you've got to tell them what they're doing wrong. You'll begin to see where they're coming from is a good place for them and that's where they need to learn. And you support them in their learning process rather than try to take it away from them. Because it's not fair to take their lesson away. It's not fair to put a roadblock on the pathway that they're walking. And when you do that, guess what? You also put a roadblock in your way. Because that energy you put out on another will come right back upon you. As you sow, so shall you reap. And that energy will come right back upon you and you yourself will find an obstacle, a challenge of energy that you created, you put on another, and now it's upon you, and it'll be trying to stop you from trusting your own self, just as you maybe have caused them to not trust themselves so much. Have you ever had that since you've been in ILM? gotten initiated where all of a sudden something happens and the energy comes back on you just like that instantly and you're having to face it you're having to deal with it you're having to get honest with yourself you're having to love accept and forgive whatever that was that you yourself put out When you're on this pathway, the Holy Spirit really works with you in a close way so that you're not going to build new lessons to be learned, karmas, incomplete, that could draw you back down here. So immediately when you put out something, the Holy Spirit will bring it right back to you to look at, to pay attention to, to learn from, that this doesn't work. This blocks you. This holds you back. This distracts you back into the world. And it's for you then to pay attention to that and handle it when it comes to you. So by paying attention to your attitude in a day, you're going to begin to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to begin to learn a lot about other people through their attitude. And you're going to begin to free yourself even more.
And when you do get drawn to go out and do service in the world, you'll go out from the right place. You'll have built a strong foundation of loving, of caring, of understanding, of selflessness. You will put the soul before anything else, your soul, their soul, God first. And you will begin to understand what part you can play in any situation in service and what part you need to leave alone and let them truly have that for themselves to learn and grow from or learn and grow through. Often we will tell people, don't go out and do service first thing after you get initiated and think, oh my God, now I've got it. Because all you're going to do is lose it. You don't got it. You've got to live it first. You've got to live it to where it really is anchored in you and you're the living essence of loving. Then you can take that out into the world and do the greater service. And for those who have been initiated and who have been walking this pathway for some time, there has been a lot of movement, a lot of awakening, a lot of growth. And so that outer service is beginning to draw them into the world, to be of service in the world. And then the key for them is to always keep the first service first, meditation. It's meditation, taking care of yourself on all the levels of your consciousness. It's to your partner, to your children, to your extended family, to your friends and co-workers, and then into the world. Well, I've seen people not really handling any of that very well. And I've seen people flee their relationships and the action of service to go out and do good works in the world because they don't know what to do at home to heal it, to make it better, to have people happy. So they go out and they try to make people happy in the world out there somewhere. And they often create more chaos than they do peace and loving. So just pay attention. If you keep God first, and it's very easy to do when you're living in the world, if, if you're doing the meditation, and if you can wake up yourself in meditation to know who you really are. You are divine. You are soul. You are spirit. You are an essence of God, that living, loving essence of God. 
And if you wake up and know that first in your meditation, then when you go out and are with other people, you can be aware that I am serving the soul in them, not the body. I am serving the soul. And all that you can really do in serving the other soul is to share your loving. It's loving to loving. You are living, loving essence of the Lord, and that other person is the living, loving essence of the Lord. You are just more awake than maybe they are. And maybe that which you used to be looking for so much for the loving, longing for the loving, longing for God, longing for peace, and now you have it. Maybe that's what they're longing for too, and maybe that's all you can be to them is just to be an example, to be that reflection that they might begin to find it within themselves. And yeah, that service goes on unspoken quite often. And maybe the other service is you're bringing a meal to them, you're helping them to get back into school and get an education, you're driving them to a clinic to get medical care, I mean, there's all kinds of different service. But always look and see the soul in the person or in the people you're with. When I was 18 is when I began my service. That's when I began my outer service. Until then, I was doing more of the inner focus of meditation and really working on myself. But at the age of 18, Spirit brought it forward that I was to go out and begin to share this and, and be with people and share with them about this action of loving in God. And so I did. And very quickly in San Antonio, I had all kinds of groups forming, not by my doing. It was by people asking me to come to their home and talk talk and share with their family, with their friends. So I did, as much as I could. And in that action, Spirit kept telling me one thing, never see the person as a dollar sign. You always just see the soul. You are here to serve the soul. And it's loving to loving. Do not see them as a dollar sign. Therefore, do this for free. Do this as a true action of service. Because the moment you put a dollar sign on your service, you are going to see dollar signs instead of souls. And that's really true. I have seen that come up for me over and over as I was growing up. And I have seen it in other organizations where they were serving the soul at first and then before long, they were really serving the soul to get the money. And they just saw the person more as a dollar than as a soul. So go out and truly be of service and loving. Don't do it for money, do it out of loving. Do it out of caring.
and assist wherever you can. It really can be a joyful action if you will allow it to be. And it can be a very simple action. Don't make it complicated. The simpler, the better, believe me. So that was a good talk today because it really helped me to look at everything about me growing up and the attitude was a big one. Paying attention to attitudes. My attitude and others. All right. I guess that's it.